0: As you're listening to the following music selections, adjust the volume, bass, and treble controls to suit your tastes.
1: On today's episode of Androids Dungeon, yeah, I'm back. Joel's reign of terror is over. Long live the king, we also have Harry in the studio, Harry, and we're going to talk about stuff, stay tuned. Welcome to CFRU 93.3 FM, broadcasting of the University of Guelph, Guelph, Ontario. It is a fairly mild March day. Um, I think everyone can say it was probably okay. Was your day okay, Joel?
2: Yep. Not bad. It was great. I'm happy to be back on the show.
1: Oh, excuse me, sir. So you have a great day. Joel and I have good days. Joel, do you want to change your day? Was it still good, or are you sick of Harry trying to upstage us on our own show?
0: Honestly, I slept most of the day, so...
1: Whoa, you mean you worked so hard, you were sleeping. <laughs> no,
0: no, I actually stayed <laughs> oh, home <geez>. sick. <laughs> oh, you were sick today? <laughs> yeah, well, I it was kind of bad yesterday, and then I just decided that uh, I needed t- to catch up on some sleep, so I took today off as well. Well, I, I worked yesterday. Oh, okay. It was funny because I thought... <sighs> I could take today off. I feel really bad, but my boss never takes the day off. I feel guilty. Hmm. I came into work,
2: and she took the day off. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So d- I'm just happy to be on air, live, on this beautiful Thursday afternoon. <laughs>
1: yes, it's Thursday. N- no question about it. Mm. <sighs> Breathe in that sweet Thursday air. Um,
0: uh, yeah, we're on uh, a little bit earlier today, aren't we? N- well, no, I think it's going to be the normal time, because
1: um. uh, we were originally going to be preempted or moved around. Uh, but you are listening to this at the normal, appropriate time slot for Androids Dungeon, which is a show, by the way, about games, movies, music, whatever, whatever pops up. Uh, you can listen to us online at CFRU.ca. I thought this was a social justice show. Social justice? It's, it's There's social issues, and justice is often dispensed, <laughs> but it's often indiscriminately <laughs> at the whims of whoever is uh, pulling the trigger uh but you can also oh this is a big this is can i get a drum roll from our guests please <laughs> yeah all right i'll take it <laughs> <laughs> sounded like a bug flew into the mic for a second or something like crickets back the cricket uh we are now you can listen to us on your own free time you are no longer at the mercy of time of of linear time well, I guess you're still at the mercy of linear time. You can't just like... Um, <laughs> this is in 2001. You're not... You're breaking out. <laughs> it's just tough. Uh, you can go to anchor.fm, I believe, is the the website. Joel did some excellent work on this, and it is a podcast hosting site. Now, this is not a podcast because you're listening on the radio, uh, but the actual link is anchor, anchor, as in anchorsfm slash androids-dungeon. Now... I need to put out a warning. There is a phony Android Dungeon out there. Phonies. And much like the fake cup of Christ, if you sip from it, you will age rapidly and turn into a <laughs> skeleton and explode. This <laughs> tried, is my
0: promise. <laughs> I tried to listen to some of their stuff. It was was it all right? It was pretty boring. No, it stunk. It was no good. <laughs> they're, they're evil. Oh, uh, the first half hour was just discuss they were, them discussing how easy it was for them to play Dark Souls and how everybody else
2: is bad. <laughs> 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 it's that's classic conversation. Have you played Dark Souls Harry? The video game or the board game? I'll Actually, say, well, let's why say am I asking? I played yeah. both, yeah. <laughs>
1: it's okay. There you go. Uh what do you think of the board game? Uh
2: the board game honestly so I think it mimicked the video game really well. Yeah. Um but if anything, it was not not very much content in it. Really? not much content. Yeah, I I think that there's a lot of replayability, but I mean the level layouts, you know, there's only Kind of four or five tiles that you lay out, and every level ends in a boss, and there's only yeah. four or five bosses. So, and uh, yeah. that,
1: isn't the way it works like the boss's deck? Is it always pre-programmed? It's always gonna, or do you shuffle it up? But you know what sort of moves to
2: expect, so from you it. don't shuffle it. Uh huh. So by the time you've run through the deck, you know the order of the moves. So, okay. So y- you you shuffle it before you fight the boss, but then yeah. every time you fight the boss. Or sorry, every every time the boss's deck runs through, yeah, you know the order of the moves.
1: All right, so then you're supposed to, just like in the game, I guess, have learned the patterns and are responding. Yeah, so it kind
2: of mimics the game. You you learn their moves the first time you you fight them, and then and you're supposed to remember. But
1: and th- I thought the the one of the main criticisms was that it has this weird life system, where it's like you only have so many tries before it's like oh you're done. Where is it like why? It's yeah. it's a board so game. You
2: only have so many tries and Which isn't even like close to the the actual game. And you every time you die and yeah. you lose one of your tries, you also get weaker. Yeah. Uh, so it's what? super punishing.
1: Which is closer to for some I can nerd out about Dark Souls for a long time, but the uh, the second game, Dark Souls two brought in something that was one of these oddly punitive measures, which is, um, if, is the fir- for somebody who's playing the game for the first did you play two? No. Did you ever play two, Joel? Have
0: you played any of them? No. Yeah, I started Dark Souls 1, remember? And then oh, I, yeah, that I was didn't frustrating. I have a controller, so I couldn't put up a shield. Oh, there's some people up. online that just like,
1: oh, mouse and keyboard is the only way to play Dark Souls. What? Shut up, you're wrong. It's wrong. romp. Anyway, in 2, there's this thing where every time you die, your health drops a little bit. And it's, it's something that anyone who knows how to play the game can mitigate because there's a ring you can rush to that just negates that entire effect or at least halves it. But for somebody who maybe this oh boy, this is my first game. I'm gonna try to have some fun with this. Oh gosh, it's hard. Oh wait, it's getting harder <laughs> as I because it's it's just like, oh that your punishment for the game being hard is it's gonna get more difficult for you. And I guess one sort of had or Demon Soul sorta of did something where every time you died there was this thing called world tendency. And it was a half-baked idea that the Japanese just kind of threw at the wall and said, Is it sticking? Is it sticking? Ah, forget it. We're never going to do this again. But every time you died, it would affect the world. And it could get darker or lighter, depending on what you've done. So killing a boss in the world made the world get lighter. And the enemies are easier and your life is uh, higher. Dying in the world or getting ganked by an invader drops the world tendency. But there was kind of cool because there were certain events that only hit at certain world tendencies so if it's super light then you can only get this or if it's super dark you start fighting phantoms of uh, like your Gloom former Haven. friends yeah i guess gloomhaven <laughs> does well there are reputation things that we haven't yeah. come across yet but that's what i was going to ask you harry so you're saying the games feels limited because there's only five tiles are you spoiled because of gloomhaven's binder full
2: of tiles yeah i mean there are also oh. a lot of other games like descent and imperial assault uh yeah. which are kind of in the same vein that also provide a lot more content yeah Dark Souls is nice because it has the some miniatures. really, uh, yeah, really detailed miniatures, um, which account for a lot of the cost of the game as well. Um, but overall, I don't know. It's uh, it's good. I mean, it captures some of the, the feeling of desperation of the original games. But hmm. I think also much like those games, it's really hard to get into. Uh, it's kind of also, it's really discouraging. <laughs> Do you think anybody would think play it like, if it wasn't yeah. for the video game? No, honestly, if it was not Dark <laughs> Dark Souls themed, uh, I think the theme adds a lot in my opinion. Fascinating. Yes. Mm. If it weren't Dark Souls themed, yeah, I, I it good. not That's that's a good
1: question to talk about when you get into like licensed games. And I think that's the mark of a a good you could argue a good game in that if you stri- stripped away all the licensed stuff, does game it stand of up Thrones. on its own? Game of Thrones, like yeah. I think Game of Thrones the, it, the the you're talking about the Game of Thrones board game, right? Yeah. Yeah, which is basically just like Weird diplomacy, and I think if you stripped out all the Game of Thrones stuff, would people would it sell as many copies? No way. Is yeah. the game still? And we, it's not a great game. Don't get us wrong, but I think the game still stands on its own without the the theme because the theme almost, it could be anything. It could be a map in wherever, stand or whatever. <laughs> um, but there's other things where it's like for Dark Souls, for example, it's like it's such a weird idea to put into a board game because ha- a it's a very action adventure.
0: It's a video speed game. and reaction, speed based reaction based
1: Whereas game. you're you're telling me I'm flipping cards and I'm putting down movements and it's like, oh, this is exciting. <laughs> but it, there's also the, scent of, the sense of ex- exploration and world building that's so... That's for me what I love about these games is like, oh, you throw open this door and you enter the spot and there's this giant valley and there are dragons flying around and you're like, oh boy, I'm going to explore that. That's going to be fun as opposed to there's a tile. I open the door. Oh, there's the... Dancer or whatever. Yeah, there's some <laughs> monsters behind it. Yeah.
2: Oh boy. I think uh, y- you know, one of the things that it captures of the original game, which is, I mean it's it's true what you said, I, I think you can't divorce the Dark Souls board game from the Dark Souls Good kind word, of Good divorce. Um, because, you know, a lot of the themes in the game are the same as the game. It's kind yeah. of created it's married to the game. Married. Divorced. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And so, like, one of the things that they, they reinforce really well is that each one of your turns at the end of your turn, uh, I, th- I believe it's all the monsters go. Uh-huh. Um, so the game is really hard um, because all of the monsters, essentially, I mean, they just kill you. The game is the game is just difficult. Okay. Um, and, and in a lot of ways, it feels kind of unfair, uh-huh. which really was also true of the video games. <sighs> yeah. But some of the video games, y- you know, your reflexes got better, or you learned how to yeah. cheese certain yeah, yeah. bosses, or you learned just different strategies. Yeah. You got better items, and it became easier, and yeah. you kind of learned how to play. Instead of just general video game skills, it was kind of skill at playing the Dark Souls video game specifically. Yeah, uh, And the board game is not that. It doesn't really get any easier. Um,
1: <laughs> so even somebody who's pro at the game would be just like, oh, I got destroyed. Yeah, there's yeah. no
2: cheesing. I mean, I mean, the tiles, each room is actually quite small. Um, I don't know, let's say 8x8 eight eight, kind of hexes, if you yeah, will. Yeah. Um, and, and the monsters go every turn, and there's not really any variability. You know, they don't... There's a... Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: So is this another case of we've been spoiled by Gloomhaven?
2: Yeah, I suppose so. I mean, mean, Gloomhaven, big maps, variety of enemy movement, variety of enemies, even. Yeah,
0: Gloomhaven's the best. You know, I just realized that we were uh, talking about setting ourselves apart from the Imposter Androids dungeon, and then we just ended up doing the same thing. We got (laughs) off on a tangent about Dark Souls for half an hour. Well, they set us up. We (laughs) fell into their trap. Um, Before we get. off the topic of the, you know, Anchor.fm thing, I also wanted to point out that we are also now available on Pocket Casts Oh, here we go. Android. Yeah, yeah. So if you have an Android, you can uh, go on Pocket Cast and subscribe to us and Apple Podcasts, which That's is That's the big on one. That's, yeah. yeah,
1: so if you search Android's Dungeon, you'll see one with a very clever Simpsons reference and the other is this strange-looking drawing that nobody likes. So don't don't click on that one, folks. <laughs> click yeah. on the Simpsons-related one. So I've,
0: that I've always wanted to be available on iTunes, and now, <laughs> now you guys can listen to me talk as you drive down the road. Uh, people are talking about getting our show for their park trips. Already. Oh, no. It's <laughs> yeah, hilarious.
1: So we'll have to dial back all the personal insults, and yeah. like uh, putting people on, you're on notice, uh, employee x37b, whatever. Uh, but yes, this is very important. You can listen to us wherever you want. Uh, and look at that. Right. Yeah, Harry has just pulled bros. it up.
0: So if you search Androids Dungeon, you'll see a green background. That's us. Yeah, and a picture of the comic store from The Simpsons, which we totally didn't steal. Um, our name per- from that.
1: Hundred percent original. Original. <laughs> <laughs> Don't original steal all the way. Uh, and, uh, yeah. So again, show about games. Let's let's get the ball rolling officially. Uh, Harry, you've talked enough. I've, yeah, I've had it up, up. to here with you. But I want to hear a bit more. What have you been playing recently?
2: So this is not getting off topic at all. Uh, <laughs> last week, uh, we kind of talked about the Board Game Geek uh, nominations for yep. their 2018 awards. And uh, they had, I think, either a digital or an app category. There, um, yeah,
1: Joel listed that. Sorry to interrupt, he, but there was some weird stuff on there. That was And, uh, and
2: one of the items in that list was uh, the Star Wars Imperial Assault um, companion app. Okay. okay. So Imperial Assault is a board game. Uh, where you kind of play, it's a, it's a role-playing game, so you you play characters and you fight through maps and you fight against the Imperials. You're kind of this, like, rebel uh,
0: What kind of board game group. is it? Is it just a self-contained board game? Is it a collectible?
2: Yeah, it's a self-contained board game, uh, very similar to, like, Descent or Gloomhaven, where you have maps and you fight enemies on those maps and you move around and you level okay. up. Uh, and then it has various expansions where you you know, have new maps and new campaigns. Uh, and then the companion app is what I've been playing uh, alongside. Or I've been playing Imperial Assault quite a, a lot recently, actually. Do you have a dedicated
1: group app. you play Imperial Assault with, or is this something you play with Chelsea?
2: I just play at home with Chelsea, my partner. So, That's, uh, huh, so, so how's Imperial Assault? So the biggest flaw of Imperial Assault was that one of the players always had to play uh, the Imperials. And weren't they the weaker? Side. And they they're weaker. I mean, they're kind of built to lose. Hmm. Um, it's similar to playing a GM in a, in a kind of a Dungeons and Dragons style game. Hmm. Um, but the companion app uh, removes the requirement for someone to play the Imperial player. And ah. it does a lot of the scripting and the work for you, which is kind of nice. And it introduces a lot of uh, plot lines. So, been playing a lot in the last week. Been uh, is this quite impressed. And it is free. You <laughs> see require, the quotation marks. It <laughs> does require that you own the Imperial Assault port. Okay, it, fair it, enough. That's, so how, how do they check? Well, you, you have, to, yes, you have to play it. with components from the board game. Oh, so, yeah, yeah, so the okay. way it's done is actually really good. I mean, at home we have a large table and we have a, a tablet set up uh, on the table. And uh, you play a campaign and you start a mission and it tells you to take out uh, certain map tiles. You take out the map tiles. You set them up according to what it tells you on the tablet. And then it runs you through some storylines, some dialogue. Um, then you set up your characters as it tells you on the map and... Then you start playing through a mission, and you can move around on the map in front of you, the physical map, but then the game tells you how to deploy enemies on the digital map. It tells you what happens when you open doors on the digital map. Uh, It tells you where to add new map tiles if the map expands.
1: So it sounds to me, it's like there are, because with Gloomhaven there are a bunch of different sort of systems or programs that do, each one of these does one of these things you've described versus this Imperial Assault app. Is it official, by the way? It's official, yeah. Yeah, so the official one sounds like they took everything that people wanted them to do, jammed it into one thing, and it's it's working properly versus gloomhaven there's no one there's no swiss army knife one yet there's like oh you have the monster one you have exactly. the special pdf that doesn't is it a pdf I, i've never used it where it doesn't spoil the mission for you or tell you it's just a pdf
2: yeah um and, and yeah the imperial assault app i'm really impressed how much they work they put into it uh it is just all of those things. And mm-hmm. it, if you're familiar, if you're a listener and you're familiar with Gloomhaven, you'll know of the scenario book that comes to the game and it determines how you set up the maps for each scenario and how you deploy all the monsters. Um, and it kind of, in in some ways, it's my biggest complaint with Gloomhaven. It ruins the surprise yeah. since you see yep. the whole scenario. Um, but the companion app for Imperial Assault just does all of that.
1: And the other problem, too, is, that, and I haven't played Imperial Assault, so I can't speak to this, but Gloomhaven just has so many bloody pieces that. I'm trying to think like even how does it work in a way that's not annoying that you, so it's like, okay, so you the first room I understand. It's like you need some skeletons, you need this and you set up one tile. but then you're sitting there and you're looking at the rest of the tiles and you're looking through the tackle boxes, all the rest of that stuff and you're going, <laughs> so am I gonna be fishing for stuff every time I open a door is and then it's and then you're you're like, all right, take a minute guys, Ugh, fishing around, setting up this, setting up that. So to me that could almost be it's just like an inherent weakness to one of these games. either spoil it all, or you have to deal with the tedium of, or the frustration of possibly having to build this on the fly.
2: It's funny because the, the Imperial Assault Companion app doesn't really solve that problem. Mm-hmm. But it helps mitigate it in, in a lot of ways because there's no pressure to set up or get out all of the monsters in the scenario at the beginning of the scenario. Mm-hmm. Instead, you kind of do it piecemeal. Like the, You'll be halfway through, through a scenario using the Imperial Assault Companion app and then it'll tell you, well it's time to deploy, you know, some uh, uh, elite Imperial Stormtroopers. Yeah. And then so you're like, okay, well, now we have to get those out of the box. So you, you kind of, it disperses it throughout the mission and kind of removes a lot of the, the feeling of tedium about it. Depends on
0: how organized your game is too. I know if you're comparing your game with anybody else's that I've played, it's much more organized, so going to the tackle box is just the fact that you have tackle boxes is helpful. But how could you play it without – do your friends you have tackle boxes just put box them everything into a single giant bag, Jack. That's what you do. You throw it all in the box. Oh, that's
2: horrible. Honestly, <laughs> the, the biggest advantage with, with games that require – all board games that require a huge amount of setup is just having it permanently set up. Yeah. And yep. honestly, if you have the space for games like Gloomhaven with so many components, it is. The but best
1: even even Gloomhaven, it's I've said before that I would have Feast for Odin set up constantly if if I could. Yep. Um, it's a huge space commitment, and the cats would just destroy. I would not have a game left if I left it up for a weekend or something, and I was gone, or even a night. Um, but Gloomhaven again, it goes back to your each mission is so different. So so what you leave it set up, it's like okay. I'm changing all my monsters. I'm putting out different monster cards unless you're using the monster app that automates that portion. You're still basically taking it down in between sessions outside of leaving characters set up, which d- would save some time. But um, it. I think I, what I really want to know is if you had to tell somebody Gloomhaven or Imperial Assault, what would you say?
2: Still Gloomhaven, 100%. Yeah. I just wish that it came with a companion yeah. app. <laughs> all right, th- there we go. Like a, it- a great example is uh, uh, the Imperial Assault companion app... Uh, you know, you, you take turns and your enemies take turns. And <coughs> using the companion app, when an enemy takes a turn, the game tells you what they're going to do that turn mm-hmm. and it kind of leads you through it. Um, and it removes the need and it tracks their health and, yep. and all that stuff. So it removes the need in Gloomhaven to use, you know, you have a monster deck, you have yep. a monster health tracker, and you have your monster figurines and you have to have to manage all that. But it removes a lot of tedium, which is pretty nice.
0: All right. I think just in general, any game that's got a companion app especially if it's made by fans, is a sign of a really good game. Uh, for sure. Or a really broken game. <laughs> I'm yeah. not sure. I wouldn't but be surprised... What the people are
2: willing yeah. to... I wouldn't be surprised like to see for. a companion F of this magnitude be produced by independent people for yeah. Blumhaven, just based on its popularity. Absolutely.
1: Yep. The game is, like, crazy. Comes in, comes out, can't explain that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I can. It's popular. Uh, why haven't we seen anything yet? It's an independent game. It's not yeah. Fantasy Flight. You don't have Star Wars, Asmodee. The rest of these guys pushing it. But.
0: A lot of people s- use the Scythe companion app, for sure. Really? What's that uh, one? Decides the starting players and uh. distributes uh, your characters, everything like that. Hmm. Pretty simple. <laughs> Shuffle. Yeah. There you go. All right, cool. Joel, what have you been playing recently? <clears throat> um, yesterday, I went back to the boardroom. It's been a while. Came in and uh, I taught some Puerto Rico. <laughs> 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 and to,
1: to to a bunch of veteran gamers who picked to it, swam
0: into it like fish to water. Well they also had never played code names before so <laughs> can I to that? Oh, Jeez. But I have an interesting story with that. Okay. Um so I teach Puerto Rico goes great. Everybody liked it. Cool. Um actually I got last I was it's because
1: you're bouncing around doing yeah, everyone's yeah. turn. Oh, <laughs> I
0: think you should. Oh, this is a really good opportunity for you to, you know, trade. You're the oh, geez, only that one that can do so it. This my plan, though. Is i do it anyway. Yeah. So, so yeah, I had a lot of fun, and uh, top Puerto Rico got blown away. I think Seth won, and then probably um, cheated. Sort of, our group started growing. So you know, you go to your go-tos. So the next go-to, obviously, code names. Yep. Uh, <clears throat> surprisingly, nobody had played it. So, which is
1: getting rare and rare when, like, my dis second my my family outside of uh, immediate family has played it and owns a copy. You think, all right, we've hit, like, not Scrabble territory, but we've hit, like, it's, yeah, it's popular.
0: But I was really happy in that I taught the game, and halfway through, having played the first round, somebody bought the game online. Come on, <laughs> on really? their phone. They just got out their phone and like, this is amazing. And what website? Out of here, Amazon. Amazon. And what they the, pay for? the sad thing was they paid. Twenty bucks for it. What was it at the boardroom? It was twenty-five, and they could have got oh, the five bucks off. Man. They didn't know they could have supported the boardroom, but and twenty bucks too. Yeah. That's
1: about um, I'd say three dollars, two dollars more than uh, J and J's or someone else. But
0: yep, <laughs> they got hosed. <laughs> really taking advantage of <laughs> all price aside. It was pretty cool to yeah. teach a game and have somebody buy it on the spot. And yeah. did everyone
1: have a good time? Like, uh, obviously, the person who bought it right there had a good time, but uh, it went well.
0: Yeah, it was lots of fun. And then, what What do you think? The crowd got even bigger. Uh, obviously, people had been drinking. What do you think I went to from there? Well,
2: how big are we talking?
0: Yeah. Eight. Oh, Advanced Civ. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right to advance it. No, I think it's something where maybe eight bit, people. It's though. a bit like whose line is it anyway, and that the points don't matter.
1: Oh, man. For me, that's concept. But. Um, I, I really concept
0: can't. yeah for sure uh, it was telestration oh, oh nice classic. <laughs> Always love classic how'd that game? go hilarious yeah it was, uh, I think I was kind of I was actually trying to do well which was oh, hilarious I was like, oh guys
2: this is not the point <laughs> <laughs> here I'm drawing these <laughs> <laughs> well, I won't say on the radio lovely <laughs> <Did laughs> <Did laughs> uh, flowers did you play with the point tracking system that they have I don't even know how that works yeah, how, how it... do you win telestration I have yeah. no idea in the rules, but I've never read them. Has any yeah. if,
1: there, if there's a listener out there who's actually played Telstrations to win? I'd like you to answer, because <laughs> I. <laughs> For the life of me, if you put a gun to my head, I have no idea what to say.
2: (laughs) You can email us at cluelessdorks at androidsdungeon.net. Hold on, let me get that set up.
0: But before we move on, I mean, there's a lot of us here that's got to talk about games. So I'll just say that Telestrations is a fantastic game. Yeah, yeah, we don't bring Uh, this up very often. Very good party game, very light game. Think of it as advanced telephone tag where you write down a word and then the next person draws it Mm -hmm. and the next person writes down what they think it was and you pass it around until you get to the end. Uh, I would give it uh, 12 out of 14 dead pens because it just burns through Sharpies and you have to keep getting new ones. You don't need to buy the game, right? No. No, you could just, you know, write on paper too.
2: Yeah, there's your, like... Really simple concept. Yeah, it's definitely one of
1: these games that it's like you could see somebody just, I don't want to say print and playing, but you're like, all right, give me a pad of paper. We'll sort this out pretty quickly.
0: A lot of people use um, Cards Against Humanity cards for the words (laughs) or the concepts that they're writing or drawing. Because instead of the deck that it comes with, um, but you can also just make up words. Yeah. You can do
1: whatever you want. It's your game. Just like Gloomhaven.
0: Go nuts. Yeah, it's up to you. So that's my rating. Jack, what have you
1: been playing lately? Um, I got in. I've been gone. I was in San Francisco for uh, a few days.
0: I didn't notice. Yeah.
1: Nobody noticed. Not even the cats.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I brought a bunch of games with me which was a huge mistake (laughs) because I only played one of them once (laughs) and it's just one of these things that you're thinking like how much downtime am I going to have and you forget that you're actually doing tons of stuff when you come home the last thing you want to do is sit there and play a game for the most part you just want to veg out watch some TV have a drink and that's it you're not always playing games Um, so the the one game I got to play what do you think Joel what Um, travels really well uh, Splendor bingo brought Splendor Oh, you saw the picture? Saw it
0: on your chair. Like, oh, oh on they the chair, took yeah. my advice. Did yeah. you put it in a little package thing?
1: Yeah, yeah. We took it to Mexico with us. We yeah, played packs it packs up real well. Yeah, we played it more in Mexico than we did in San Fran, but um, I got destroyed. It was such a thorough beating at Splendor that I was this close to flipping over the t- coffee table. I was so mad, and nothing clicked. And I don't know whether I was tired. I'm going to say I was tired. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. That's,
0: uh, I talked to you about that last time we were here. The,
1: what, getting I destroyed a, Oh,
0: no, maybe it was, it was with you. Yep. I had a really bad experience <laughs> with Splendor. I came home at like 10.30, and Mark made me play. And I was like, oh, I really want to go to bed, but sure. Well, it's, it's interesting because Splendor is, I would recommend
1: it to people. It is a great entry-level game. But the more you play it, the more frustrating it gets. And all its problems, I find it unplayable at three or four players. It's utterly random and just hope for the best that that player can. Two players at least vaguely strategic. And you can kind of play around it in my opinion. Um, all, I felt like all my issues with four player Splendor showed up <laughs> in that two player game where nothing I was doing, it'd be like, I'd be going for a card and Kale would just take it. And the next card that flips up is something completely different than anything else I've got going. All the stuff on the other side has nothing to do with what I'm going for and she just morphs effortlessly into yeah. picking up more and more cards. Oh, another free one. And Yeah, another... I'm sitting there at three points, and she's got, like, finishing with 18. I'm like, what? Jeez. How did that, that happen? <laughs>
0: what did that you do? got rolled. I got smoked. You know you're in trouble, because this is what happened with me, yeah. when you start taking golds, because you can see, okay, <laughs> if they get that card, they're going to win, and yeah, you take yeah. that away, and then another one goes... Ah! It,
1: it's, and I don't... The, the expansion's out, but I, have, I don't know if it fixes any of my inherent issues with Splendor. It's still a fun game, and it's but it's just, can't take it seriously. What do you think about Splendor? Harry?
2: I've only played it a couple times. Uh, I think it's good. I yeah. mean, I think you can pursue a single player. You can pursue your own strategy, but there's enough randomness in the game that if you're playing against one or two or three people, they're each pursuing their own strategies as well. Well, sometimes their strategies are just randomly better than yours, and <laughs> yeah. you lose.
1: Maybe it just comes down to being more aggressive with like reserving cards and like not hesitating to take stuff like that. For me, it always just seems like a giant waste of a turn. Even with the one gold, it just like... Yeah, we it. talked
0: about this this week where if you're not taking three chips every time, you're slowly losing. Yeah,
1: which is nuts to me. And especially, again, at a two-player count, you're down, you take three or four chips off of each stack. So it's like you look at it and then it's like it goes back and forth a couple times and you're out <laughs> of the stuff that you need and the other person needs what you have. So you're both kind of jockeying for these, like, oh, I need some extra red gems or something. Yeah.
0: You know, it also drives me crazy. And, you know, Splendor is a great game, and I think we're just kind of frustrated in our Well, um, we Well, we've, both, we've all played stomped. it a bunch of
1: times, too. So,
0: But um, one thing I hate is when you have exactly what you need for a card, mm-hmm. but that card, let's say it's a blue, and yep. um, you already have three blues, and there's nothing that needs more than three blues in the entire hallway up yep. the yep. stacks. You're like, well, I could get this. Might as well. It's not going to do anything for me.
1: And then your chip, you're starting to hit your chip limit, too, and it's like, oh, well, I'm yeah. going to be discarding soon. So, well... Better than nothing, isn't it? How
0: does the chip limit? Can you just draw... If you have eight, can you draw two and then just stop?
1: You draw up, but you have to discard down at the end of your turn. So you take... You could go over, but... Okay. uh, But it doesn't matter, though, because you're drawing anyway. So you might as well just take two that you need. Yep. But whatever. Um... And I'll say this: the so we played Splendor, and we popped into a couple of, uh, uh, or maybe just one. I'm trying to remember. We popped into a couple stores that sold games, mm. but we popped into Games of Berkeley, which is right downtown Berkeley, and uh, nice big storefront. If you check out Android Android on Instagram, uh, Kayla has been maintaining it and doing a good job, and uh, it's a fairly big space, um, but feels closer to. I don't know if you're in Guelph, um, you know, simply wonderful. Um, but it's kind of a bright, uh, simply wonderful. It's a little crump, cramped now, but when it first started, it was a fairly large, open space, and a lot of aisles to walk through. This place was very large and open, and giant dome ceiling, lots of light, as opposed to the more grungy, like J and <laughs> J's esque. Uh, are there any windows in J? I don't think so. It's, I don't think they have a single window. No, it's a, like a casino style to remind you that there's an outside.
2: I just have to have shelves instead. <laughs>
0: <laughs> There's no room. The light is comes off of the all of the games. They're yeah, just yeah. glowing, and they just call to you. <laughs> oh, Jack. Buy Jack, me, Jack, buy me.
1: It's a little more expensive, <laughs> but you should buy me. Uh, so anyway, Games of Berkeley was there, and they had good selection. You're walking through, and you're kind of going, oh, yeah, yeah, that's good. I'm surprised they have that. I'm happy about this because it wasn't a pure game store. It was a mix of some other stuff. But what got me was if you go into the back, they have dedicated game spaces. And obviously they do their Friday Night Magic, but they're also doing D&D nights and things. And uh, on their, on their uh, I don't know, trial shelves or like play while you're there uh, shelves, they have a bunch of weird old games or versions of old games. And again, if you check out the Instagram, you can see it, but they had a copy of Twilight Imperium second edition, which looks not fun at all.
0: What? <laughs> it, looks, it looks really... I thought it just began with the third edition. <laughs> oh, man. When
1: you look at the early editions, you wonder how the game got this far. But I guess it really uh. called the people. They had World of Warcraft board game, which is supposedly quite good. Really? Hmm. Um, uh, wow. Pandemic. A first edition or second edition of it that looks strange. Looks kind of like an ambulance. Um, but it's still it's got all the same beats I don't know what they changed or fixed in it but it's kind of weird just because you're going through history of yeah. games because God knows how long these have been there and it's just neat to see how they've changed
0: throughout the years at least uh, aesthetically but um,
2: and then there's games like Puerto Rico
0: timeless yeah, speaking yeah, of old games do you want to give an update on your uh, on your uh, saga when it comes to trying to get a civilization so Joel and I I'm going to include Joel in this because he knows <laughs> every every step
1: of the way uh, Harry, we are going to rope you into it when it when it shows up. Uh, but I've been trying to track down some form of civilization.
0: For <laughs> just, just in the world. In or the world, is there any civilization? I've got there.
1: I've got a pith helmet and uh, I'm wearing khakis <laughs> and I've got a giant bushy blonde mustache for some reason <laughs> and I'm I'm marching around looking for civilization, uh, which is if anyone has been paying attention is one of the most legendary games of all time. Not talking about the computer game, that's fine. Civ elusive. two is the best. One. Elusive, um, by Francis Tresham, who is a, f- a legendary game designer in his own right. And the game has been more or less officially out of print for, I don't know, I feel like uh, 30 years. Um, and then there was a follow-up called Advanced Civilization, which is even better than the first one. Depending and even on more out of print. And even more out of print. Uh, a, f- uh, a friend, colleague, I, I, not really colleague, Joel's ex-colleague, uh, uh, who, one of the co-owners of the boardroom, happens to have a copy of Advanced Civilization and its expansion. Which is uh, super rare. My ex-colleague. Ex-colleague. You oh, right. I did work there. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> uh, Not officially affiliated. Yeah, yeah. Um, but there's nobody that's been reprinting. The game is so much fun and it is incredible experience. It is long, long as hell. Say goodbye to eight to, I don't know, we'll say 13 hours of your life. It flies by flies
0: by because it is so much fun harry has a look on his face which is very excited and enthusiastic and he can't wait to play yeah totally you don't get it harry you will you just don't get it i should (laughs)
2: note uh is not to be confused with civilization the board game which which is is the board game of the video game, which i have played before there are
0: actually like yeah what do you think 20 maybe titles out there of civilization. If you type the word civilization in adaptation, it's
1: a popular concept. It is yep. a very popular and that gets into what we're getting at. So um Joel knows this the story here, but there's a there's Mega Civ, which is this giant um box that retails for about three hundred and fifty dollars Canadian. Um but it is like super civilization. It, sc- it scales up to I think seventeen players, maybe Maybe I'm jumping up too much, but it's an absurd amount of players. A giant map. It adds new technologies, new calamities, new things to trade. But all this stuff you may not encounter until higher up. So at the core, it's still advanced Civ, but cleaned up and a couple of little tweaks.
0: You say it's it's the most true it's to the, the It's version? the most
1: true to the original version. Uh, it, three copies were at Board Game Bliss recently. They sold out within a week. And yeah, I was left kicking we myself. You watched them all sell I watched them all sell out because I thought, who? what sort of madman is going to... Okay, what madman going to buy... Joel, okay, what do awesome. I do? <laughs> so they're all gone. Uh, although I have a lead up on one. Don't know if I should say anything in case someone snipes me. Um, and then recently, I found out that a company in England, Gibson's Games, is doing a reprint of the original Civilization. Just like a family shop. A fam. They make puzzles, Harry. You look at their website. They're they're all about their puzzles. <laughs>
2: that is really cool.
1: But they have something where you can submit a prototype, and if they say, "Yeah, we like that," they'll reprint it. Which is always astounding to me because I thought there was so many legal headaches and hurdles to jump through with this game. Apparently not. They <laughs> Apparently... sent
2: them an email. Or they don't care.
1: Or they don't care. Well that's it too. Maybe in England it's you, England you can't knows. touch me. You can't touch me. Board I'm not game part of the List, EU. Actually Yeah.
0: Uh, Would you you'd contact them. So I
1: contacted both Gibson's and Board Game Bliss. <laughs> Real quick. <laughs> and uh and Board Game Bliss got back to me a day later saying um, yes, they're going to be bringing it in, and they linked me to the description, uh, the placeholder page on their website. And I, I couldn't hit notify and wish list fast enough just so I can know exactly when it shows up. Although I'm, I'm partially horrified if it like shows up and they want like... Well, after exchange and all that yeah, it'll be like ninety eight dollars. And please. they're
2: bringing in the reprint by Gibson's games. Re- okay. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. they must
1: have a relationship with them somewhere.
2: And this isn't the
0: advanced civ that we're looking for, no. but it's something. It's, it's close it's, it's like the thing. previous version of it. It's the so original.
1: It's it's there's a I was looking at the, the description and there's a couple of calamities that aren't there, and I think one less tradable good and it doesn't scale as high. I could be wrong on that. But point is it's still got all the same beats and gameplay. Um and that's and then there's the last little pinch on the saga was that there's a GMT produced Civilization game coming out in I think they're saying in the summer, uh, called Ancient Civilizations of the of the South Seas or something like that or yeah. somewhere along there and it's got civilizations in the title so it already has people kind of going oh, oh what's this, but it sounds like it's not quite the same thing not not really
0: but in their description they directly reference these classic games. Everyone's because everyone's chasing this they've really got this kind of. Um, mythos behind them Yeah, the the games are legendary people want it we need to find (laughs) it if anybody's listening and they know somebody we're trying to find who owns this and why they're not printing it (laughs) do you have
1: an uncle who's going senile and wouldn't notice it who's got these rights (laughs) (laughs) Um, but that's been the the civilization saga of hunting down this game so on that note we're going to take a musical break and be back in a second stay tuned Welcome back to CFRU 93.3 FM. You just caught Joel, uh, the tail end of Joel having a conversation about Rogers attempting to take back what is not theirs, which is, uh, Joel, do you want to talk about it at all or are you good?
0: Uh, They just want some data back as if it's, it's <laughs> they want it back he's already spent thing. it now he Someone wants it, it. <laughs> I don't know I, I, sh- I have a shared plan data with my wife <laughs> my wife my <Wi-Fi>. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know we share eight gigs and six months ago we got a text saying just so you know we've given you an extra two gigs and then Rogers is just texting me saying just so you know Psych. that two gigs we gave you is going away loser you thought Whatever. they were yours uh, what you just heard
1: was uh, the main theme from Chrono Trigger. A- Harry, what's Chrono Trigger?
0: Chrono Trigger? Yeah. Can
2: you describe it to us? I've never heard of it. What is it? Harry, what year were you born in? Uh, 1993.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, 1993.
0: <laughs> <Manio>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Jack's an angry tiger. I'm
1: furious. <laughs> Chrono Trigger is probably, I think some would argue, is the greatest SNES game ever made. Uh, it's actually at least, my favorite game. At least the JRPG genre. A lot of people hold it up as the greatest uh, JRPG on the SNES. Wow. I would call, I'd say Earthbound if it was my choice, if I had to pick. But um, they're very different games. By Square Enix, or I think it was just Square at the time. Not Earthworm Jim? Earthworm Jim's great, different game, nice little action platformer. Did
2: you play Earthworm Jim? Yeah, oh, yeah.
1: See, there you go. You're not, you're not total scum. You're cool. You're with it. Talk, <laughs> talk, 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 talk. Uh, yeah. So that was Chrono Trigger. I can't tell you the uh, composer's name off the top of my head, but we'll say a very talented Japanese man. <laughs>
0: yeah, I think a he's
1: word. a Canadian musician. yeah. <laughs> it's it's, it's can- Canadian content. <laughs> <laughs> Japanese Canadian. Um, when Harry said he didn't know Crone Trigger, reminded me that there was this... I was looking at a guide today where uh, you'll see on these various uh, websites where they'll publish X's Guide to Games. And this one was the Essential Guide to Gaming. And it finished. It's like good list of stuff. Some stuff on there I have played. I haven't played. Uh, Most of it I've heard of. I just haven't played yet. One of them on there, At the end of it, though, it says, there, now you can prove you weren't <laughs> born after 1990. Ooh. <laughs> that, Ooh. Was, that was the main uh, slam because I guess... Ouch. Why so don't they like you, Harry?
2: I don't know. I've only played good games. <laughs> uh, what Final Fantasies, which ones of those did you play? Uh started playing Final Fantasy around 5. Okay. And that was my I favorite. Believe. Yeah, 5 is, and 5 Is 5, five the one that's on SNES? i never. I really not a huge games. Final Fantasy fan. Yeah. Um, spent most of my childhood playing a, a joystick-based space shooter. Computer game? Yeah, which I cannot recall the name of, but... It wasn't Space Bats from Hell, was it? No, no. You're you're playing a fighter pilot and you blasty fly blasty around. Blasty, blasty, pew, pew. No, I actually have not. I used to love it, and I haven't been able to find it. I'm kind of like trying to hunt it down. Now
1: I'm curious. It w- was the Do you remember the graphics? were they, were they? Oh, they were bad. Were they really like pixely, or were they kind of smoothed out?
2: So I mean, I think the textures were fine, but yeah, all, all of the models and the meshes were super like sharp edges. Was really it an Apogee game? I'm not sure.
1: Major Striker?
2: No. Tyrane? No. Mm. I mean, he doesn't remember. It's pretty, pretty simple. You're well, just maybe you would trigger him. Piloting, maybe piloting yeah. this little fighter Dirt. through space and shooting at large capital ships. and Capital ships. Pretty fun.
0: Was it one of those if you get hit once, you're dead? Mm. Like, uh, mm. What do they call reflex? No, no. Bullet It's hills. kind of like Bullet a classic. Hills,
2: yeah. You had, uh, you know, shields and you're flying around and your Listeners, shields if, get decayed. If
1: anyone knows what Harry's talking about. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's Raptor Call of Shadows. Mouth. That was my favorite of those sort of. Do uh, you remember Raptor? Uh, it was it was the graphics were incredible it was an old apogee, apogee uh, arcade game I guess you could call it or a top down shooter where you're flying this jet and it's going uh, slowly through these levels and you've got waves of ships coming at you in patterns so it's not as Japanese or like it's uh um, not as like wild in its designs and colors but um the, the, the backgrounds were so detailed and things would blow up on the ground and you could see the damage you're causing and the, the boss ships were actually kind of tough. And if you were playing on the harder difficulties, you made more money and it, you could grind out the weapons faster. But your ships, when you take bullets, like, and your health just disappears and you, you blow up and it's fairly gruesome. It was kind of scary. You didn't want to die in that game because there's <laughs> like this it cuts to this little cut scene of this, your, your pilot. Uh, and your ship's on fire and you're kind of like you're going down he's going down and then it uh, cuts to like the ship crash to the ground and you're slumped over the, the cockpit and it's like oh my god <laughs> there was some consequences they to really it. wanted to
0: drive home the fact that you were you're, you're dead, dead. <laughs> <laughs> they really made it happen uh, But it's no it, game over screen. and
1: that's it was one of those games that growing up that it was you only everyone only had the shareware episode so you played the hell out oh, of the first yeah, episode like
2: Halo Halo had shareware uh, I remember or that a demo Halo, of like uh, first level Halo had like a demo where you could play uh, Blood Gulch classic <laughs> oh really Blood Gulch multiplayer but, oh come uh, on that's an incredible but demo you, you couldn't play any other uh, levels unless you had oh, the, y-
1: the you rolls. don't need another level yeah. <laughs> you're set <laughs> yeah. that's pretty cool because Joel's mentioned I think demo discs a little while ago um, oh, so much like, fun you'd get uh, from me as PC Gamer but any of the um, PlayStation magazines they would give you um, demo discs with them as well. Or sometimes you'd buy a game and you'd flip to the back and they'd, their cassettes were cheap as hell. You'd just print a bunch of games on there and it was free advertising. And this was... Uh, you'd you'd be excited because there'd be an upcoming game and there'd be a demo on there that you're like, oh my god, I can't wait to see
2: what this is like. And half
1: I the remember, time
0: wouldn't work. I remember some of the games, we just we played more than actual games. Like uh, There was one demo um, and we just called it Jumpy Ducky. I'm not sure what it was actually called, but it was basically, it's basically one of those games where it was a, a Mario Party mini game, a okay. whole bunch of mini games, yeah. and the one that they gave you to play was basically you're running up a, a pole and a spiral, uh-huh. and there are just obstacles below you and above you, and you jump over them or you duck under them. It's Classic. Was an endless runner. Um, it's it's like that, but no, this was just a mini game as part of like a whole bunch of games.
2: Oh, I see, I see. So
0: you just jump and duck until
1: you die. Jumpy
2: ducky,
1: jumpy ducky. It's everything you need, or everything you need to know about the game is right there in the the (laughs) not jumpy duck. Oh my god, I get it now. (laughs) 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 Um, yeah, it's it's interesting how things have changed. And I think demos are just sort of coming back because there was a while there where it was quite rare for you to actually get a demo of a game, especially on the PC where it's a huge deal. Because uh, on a console demo, you play it to see if you like the game or not. I get that. And now because you've got the, the marketplaces or the – I don't even know if you need to have the account to download demos of games. Um, but on the PC especially, you'd try a demo just to see if it bloody works, and it was critical back then, and it's not as bad now, but it still can be a big
2: deal. Wish I could have tried that for PUBG. Oh! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey,
0: do you think uh, board game cafes are like the demo of uh, board games? you could argue that you could try it before you buy it so where else are you going to
1: try a game before you buy it that's inside of a cafe or maybe I guess there there is a website um, I forget what it tabletop um,
2: tabletop simulator has become really popular tabletop TV simulator also? is very popular
1: I think that's, that's less sure. more of a legal gray area with tabletop simulator yeah,
2: I'm not sure how they get away with it
1: I think it's just copyright infringement to be honest that their people make because
2: a, it's individuals who make exactly board games and host them online
1: and I almost feel I'd love to we'll have to get an, uh, like a, a big designer and see what they'd like but I what their opinion is but I have a feeling that it's close to maybe the uh, opinion on music in that if you're a smaller guy and people are at least listening to your music or watching your show you're just happy for the attention because they were never going to buy it from the first place
2: and I suppose with Board Game Simulator it's not a replacing physical board games because you're, you're playing no, them in a really and different that's context exactly
0: right? it's like, yeah. we've it's talked about this people much. that can't play together maybe and they are probably already have the game if they're playing it that's a good point I was way. thinking like
1: how many times we like the games we play online oh I already own this so it's it's kind of like oh sometimes when you boot like a movie and it's like it's in my collection but it's like oh, yeah. it's, it's somewhere I don't know where it is so it's like I don't but, feel bad about this
0: I wanted to ask you about this because do you know? I mean, I think I, you have a little bit of knowledge. I mean, you know, because we talked about Mark and how he doesn't want to uh, rip off advanced civilization and yeah. and make his own version because the rights are out there somewhere. But how does it work? Because it seems to me, especially with like you said, gameplay and mechanics, uh, copywriting for board games is virtually impossible, and it's sort of a wild west out there.
2: Yeah. I, I mean, I think you're really just copywriting the theme and the overall package.
0: Just the design? Yeah, because I, I, if you yeah. have
2: any, like, specific, really innovative mechanics, like, you can bet that other board game producers will be copying you would, it. You in, would like, hope so, year. very right? Like, uh, how, yeah, I guess so. How yeah. many good games have you seen right, with great yeah.
1: mechanics, but nobody touches it again or you don't see it? But it, I think it's so difficult to sort of maybe take something that works in this game and just immediately dump it into something else that you've got unless you're. Going out of your way to use it, but Maybe I can see a lot I... of people
0: taking the captain sonar concept and putting it into other things.
1: Yeah. The real time stuff is I think it's surprisingly difficult to make it work otherwise i know there are a bunch of real-time games out there but you don't see too many now legacy we've talked about this a bunch of times we're trying to see more and more of it oh, incredibly popular um i think there's somebody who's gonna make fun of the fact that they're doing a werewolf bezier games werewolf legacy game no
0: come on it's a five minute game <laughs>
1: hey, five minutes wow i envy your games of werewolf <laughs> <laughs> ours have just dragged well one night oh, ultimate oh. warehouse okay oh, wow. um but as far as the... I'm pretty sure, sure that when it comes down to it, you cannot copyright mechanics in gameplay. You can't stop somebody from just saying, like, uh, oh, I really like how you did that. I'm doing it now. Now, if you called the same thing and called it the same or put it in the same universe or did something on those lines, you're getting into stuff that you can actually... Like, your honor! And you point to the... What if your charge? rules
0: are, like, word for word? These are the rules. Same, except that the instead of they're saying zombies, you're saying uh, princesses.
1: I think it depends on how litigious... The victim is, yeah. and also yeah. like I think it a rulebook is an easy example of like infringement of copyright. If yeah. you're just for like sure. word for word plagiarizing something, then
2: I mean I think that's why these big uh, you know these big IPs like Dark Souls are so valuable, right? Because they really help distinguish the game. You can market it to other audiences as well yeah. who are not into board games, but like you said, <clears> if you can't <throat> necessarily distinguish a game based on mechanics, then a lot of it's based on flavor and it's based on well, kind of specific you know, setup.
1: It, it's and... interesting you bring up Dark Souls because. As far as the game, like the video game version of it, extremely popular series. Everyone knows it. Everyone, I'm not going to say loves it, but there <laughs> some people are quite fond of it, and it sells a lot of copies. There's been only one other company that I'm aware of that d- directly tried to ape the formula with very poor success, in my opinion, which is the company that did Lords of, um, Lords of the Fallen and then recently The Surge. Um, both of them control the same way. Both of them play the same way. Both of them have this: you die here, you got to get back and get your stuff. If you die again, you lose it all. Uh, dealing with bosses, dealing with monsters, and it feels very, very similar. In fact, it's a. You, you, some would say love letters. Some would say, "Where's my check?" Because you ripped them off so badly. Well,
0: there's dozens of games: Salt and Sanctuary. Uh, Side scrollers, though. At least that's an innovation. Yeah, but I mean, what's the one where you die? You die, and you have to go back to the beginning that you were playing.
1: Oh, uh, which one? I forget.
0: I dead cells oh dead cells Yeah, sounds exactly like th- those souls. are closer to rogue-like.
1: so and <laughs> yeah. then you're getting into like oh but dark souls ripped off this and, and, and like is a really big yeah. category but uh but it's it's just not you think more companies would be trying saying me too and putting themselves out there and trying to copy this more explicitly versus board games where like even something like let's say code names is out there huge games probably the most successful new party game i've seen in long long time yep Nobody but it's you can't cop you can't it's like you can't just say, okay, code names, okay, wh- how am I gonna rip this off and make it my own?
0: How do you rip
2: off Scrabble right? yeah, or anagrams, I guess. But yeah, it's its own thing. I mean it's hard to rip off the Dark Souls video games. Yeah. It's like really hard to copy things that don't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. a lot of aspects about also the original saying. game, especially like uh-huh. totally wacky, right? Yeah.
0: Also you were saying like as a game in itself without the theme doesn't really stand on its own. So For sure. why yeah. why why would you want to?
2: Yeah.
1: It's a good question, but then going back to board games again, you you have let's train games for example. You have the 18XX series. Uh, this the mechanics are identical virtually throughout the entire series of and you can ty- go in the board game geek and type in 18XX and be staggered at the amount of entries in this genre. Just don't add an X.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> or maybe you should.
0: We should make 18XX. <laughs> 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 it would blow people away. What is this game? It's an 18XX game. <laughs> but which years?
1: <laughs> no, well, my, my mind's running right now. This is weird. Um, anyway, point what I'm getting at is that there's a, there's a series of games that have – um, nobody's paying royalties to somebody for this. Nobody's saying, hey, Francis, uh, I'm using your idea here. And he says, okay, pay me 1%. It's just its a genre and style of game that shares so many similarities, and that nobody, I think, ha- has any legal ground to touch unless you actually try to call it something like, oh, I'm making 1830. Uh, second journey and they say, uh uh-uh, uh no, you're we already have eighteen thirty. That's our copyright. You can't so, do that. So eventually they'll run out
0: of eventually <laughs> maybe.
1: Or maybe they just start they've go into space and just copy. So you're the same saying thing.
0: that they're when I look at your collection, you've got five or six of these. Um, they're all independent designers and independent publishers?
1: I don't know about publishers necessarily. Uh, eighteen thirties published by um, uh, Lookout Games and they were partnered with Mayfair, and now it's owned by Asmodee. So.
0: <laughs> I don't know if you know this about Jack Harry, but he likes train
1: games. <laughs> I like him. 1844, 1854 is, um, I think it's another lookout game, but then you go down the line and you have a whole bunch of different publishers doing them. Uh, 1846 is GMT. So it's still it sounds identical, but it's they're very different games and they all do different things um, in different ways. But the point is that at the end of the day, it's still about laying hexes, building routes, um, slight stock market manipulation, and not going bankrupt and dealing with putting on new trains. So the mechanics are almost identical across the series in a very broad sense. But once you get in the nitty gritty, and this is where the world start to explode on board game geek, where it's like. Oh, eighteen C Z Czechoslovakia. It's uh, we do this differently. Oh, that's incredible! That's nuts. I'm gonna I'm gonna buy that game because it's so different than all the rest of the train games.
2: But it, yeah, just nuts. That's that's the way I feel. <laughs> so actually, uh, kind of while you're on the top, while we're on the topic, you mentioned uh, tile lane games, and I had a question for you actually, for yes. both of you about uh, territory control style games because it's a mechanic that I've not. My friends. Wait, wait,
1: wait. Ter- territory or area?
2: Or sorry, a- area, area control games. Okay. Uh, it's kind of a not hugely popular mechanic. I think.
1: No, I would disagree. I think it's <sighs> it's the most popular so good. because it's so obviously good. It's it's the like you look at something like. Um, Scythe, for example, and it is an area control game first, okay. and an engine builder or economic game second. Yeah, I
0: think I think what you're saying is that there's not very many enesis out there, not very many pure area control games, right? right. In comparison guess, to games with
2: that mechanic in it. Yeah, totally. Like, well, I, I kind of, where where do you draw the line, right? With what, sorry? There's so many games where you just have uh, unit placement, or 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 games where you have uh, you place your units and other people can't place their units on the same tiles, and like. Yep really popular in
1: right? uh, Yeah, I I think y- you depending on how anal you want to get in the distinction of what is uh, like territory control or area control. Um I, El Grande is generally considered to be the, 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 the big daddy of the, the bunch. And then you go down. But a lot of the pop war games, which is the stuff that I, I'm quite fond of, to be honest, okay. are area control games. Where, But if you look, again, if you go into Board Game Geek and you look at like some of the, the breakdowns of like uh, the mechanics in a game, you'll see area control fairly frequently in, yeah. in this, even if it's something fairly passive. Yeah. Um, yeah. Tammany Hall, which I haven't played yet, is an area control game. Um, you
0: you can just kind of bounce through these lists and some. I you think there's area controlling Gitan, You don't really control the area; you control the
2: the, no. line, the lines between no, no, the no, areas. No, no. <laughs> yeah, that's more root root building than anything. Area borrowing. I guess I've yeah. probably played quite a few area control games. Yeah, there's, I guarantee if you went through really your list, realize Yeah, yeah. So if you had to recommend some really good games whose main theme or main mechanic was area control, what would you recommend a Twilight
0: Imperium so. Four?
1: You know what? That's it's a gigantic game, but <laughs> I haven't played it yet, so I can't say. But right, go on. uh Cyclades is usually my go to or Comet. Comet yep. is outstanding pure area control. There's no bidding, none of that stuff. Cyclades is more of a mix of there's there's more social elements to Cyclades and trying to read other people. Um, but those those two Madago games I, I think are the and unfortunately dominant species which I haven't played yet and is out of print at the moment, but coming back shortly is generally considered to be the best. The best of the best of very control games, and uh, I would love to give it a shot. I know Rodrigo has a copy of yeah. it, maybe I'll trick him.
0: Hey, you've come on enough that I think we need to ask this question. I, I know that Cyclades, or at least he's you know, a year ago when he told me, is Jack's favorite game. DC deck building is mine. Um, what's your favorite game? Am I allowed to say Gloomhaven? Sure, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean at the moment, yeah, I would say <laughs> why Gloomhaven. not? I mean, yeah. Yeah.
2: based on yeah. how often I play it and how much I've played it since it came out, it's probably Gloomhaven.
0: Yeah. And but the thing is is that even though it seems like it's going to take forever eventually uh Gloomhaven is kind of going to run run its course, right? Definitely. Yeah or is it just going to run its course just in time for like... Gloomhaven
2: 2. Gloomhaven okay. We'll 2. have to release new content, I guess.
1: Yep. It, which would be simple. And An to be honest, you can make your own content in oh, a yeah. second if you feel up for doing that sort of stuff, which uh, not everyone's cup of tea. And I don't know if I if I played... How many scenarios? A hundred scenarios of Gloomhaven? I'd be sitting there going, well, time to make some more. Like, <laughs> but to each their own on, with regard to Gloomhaven. Jaunty drums. Oh, time to go bass guitar bass guitar do bass have, uh, guitar
2: one more note to mention actually there's a convention happening in toronto uh, oh this
1: is harry you have tickets with stuff
2: <laughs> that is occurring uh march 16th to 18th called breakout con
0: breakout con check it out
2: it's a uh, tabletop gaming and board gaming convention
1: wait you don't have tickets to this i'm thinking of the the big one no gen i'm con. yeah
2: i'm going to gen con but yeah. uh, breakout con local interesting all right that's good
1: now i'm gonna check it in support local yeah buy local i'm jack i'm joel
2: and i'm harry thanks for listening